0: kick in the business we don't know her name today she's just a mysterious mysterious one and we're having fun <laughs> on, on, a, on, a, on a month that's been a crazy month and uh, we want to welcome you to dr Steve's podcast fireside chat number 19 but i have a question for you since it's cold in your kitchen yeah how come we don't have a fire
1: i know next week yeah we'll how, Have a fire. how
0: come it's cold and we don't have we're not sitting in front of the fireplace
1: good morning anyway check us out at dr stews podcast.com for the intro oh yeah get rid of that, get rid of that. <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> check us out at dr and uh you can find me at askdrstew at gmail.com for writing me or at uh, birthinginstincts.com and bliss you're at
1: bliss at birthing bliss spelled with a y Good morning.
0: Yeah, so it's our, uh, its we're coming up on Halloween, and uh, also by the time this airs, it'll be close to Election Day, so hopefully everybody gets out there and votes. But uh, we sort of have a tradition on Halloween of um, talking about.
1: Yeah, it's a third annual. Yeah. Nightmare stories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a bad week. Stu
1: had the well. In some ways, it's been a really,
0: week. really good week though, because I'm still here. Good
1: Morning. Yes. Yes. Morning. Tell them.
0: Okay. So let's start let's out. Wait. First. Yes.
1: Show them your cup.
0: Oh, show them your cup. I did. No, it's my cup. <laughs> uh, it's cauldron stuff.
1: <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks for joining us. We we wanted to be a little silly today, uh, but we do have some some really serious things to talk about.
0: Yep. By the way, I was uh, the leaf blowers were out in force this morning. Just so you know, I love it. Uh, you know, the winds were up this week and they were blowing dust everywhere. And then the leaf blowers come out now and they're blowing dust everywhere. So <laughs> we are. I lost my power.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yep.
0: On Monday. Monday was an interesting day. Okay. So here's what happened to me Monday. I I got in late because I got stuck in Denver
1: on the yeah, way we back traveling.
0: from. Oh, I should say that something that good that happened this week was. Uh, I went to South Carolina for the wedding of the daughter of my dearest friend, Dr. David Klein who passed away in 2012 um, suddenly and I uh, spent the evening with his wife and his two kids and, the, and some of the family that I knew didn't know a lot of people. There it was a small wedding, um, but it was celebratory we were indoors. It was South Carolina, which I really enjoyed at Charleston. I'd never been there before. Uh, it's historical. Uh, I met a medical student there named Tay, and she and her baby Phoebe and I went uh, took a ferry to Fort Sumter. It's a lot of history there, so it was it was it was a great weekend. And then I knew there you was. Know,
1: you know, what I was just thinking. What were you thinking? Doctor Klein's passing away is probably what brought us together. Explain. Well, because he was our backup, right, for many years. And then he was gone, and then we were like, hey, Stu. But I was already
0: doing home birthing by then.
1: I know, but you weren't really our guy until Dr. Klein passed Is away. Is that why? Okay. Yeah. Just like, you know, <clears throat> yeah. he brought us together in a way.
0: Yeah, well, um, he was a great guy. Yeah, so, he was a great guy. Right. Right. And he... Um, I always said. say this. I say this a lot. I mean, he he and I were big big long-time Kings fans and we suffered with the Kings for a long time and then you know, about 4 months after he died, the Kings won the Stanley Cup. So it was How about dating. those Dodgers? Yeah, how about those Dodgers? I'm not into baseball anymore, but that's okay.
1: No, but they just won the World Series last Dodgers night. The Dodgers
0: won the World Series and how many people were in the stadium? How many? I don't know.
1: But they paid seventy-five dollars to be in the sta- in the stadium here without them playing here. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, I,
0: I didn't see that. Did they uh, did they have like social distancing or how did they do that? I
1: don't know. But I was out That's for, for Hayes's birthday downtown yesterday, and we were waiting to get into this restaurant, and all the people were honking, and there was a big traffic jam, and there were fireworks going off. And
0: they didn't burn anything down.
1: No, I don't think anything got burned down. Yeah. Pretty good. Anyway, sorry think, for interrupting you. I think here. people are all
0: tired about burning down things. So. <laughs> um, I hope so. Charleston. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so then I got back late because uh, Denver was having a snowstorm and I had to change plans in Denver, but I did get out of there and I got back late and I got to bed about, I don't know, 1.30 and I got up at 6.30 and I was going to run to my Century City office to pick something up before I went, my old Century City office, before I went back to the Calabasas office for clients at nine. And I was driving, and I wasn't texting, and I wasn't hungover, and I wasn't distracted. Um, and I was driving on one of the widest possible streets in the in the country. It's called Beverly Drive in Beverly Hills. And uh, I was listening to a podcast. And something, I don't even know exactly anymore what exactly caused me to do this. But something I think popped up on my screen, on my phone, and I went to use my finger to flick it. Flick it out of the way like you always do with things that annoyingly pop up on your screen. And I hit a parked car at 35 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah, and there was a guy, there was a guy in it too. Wow. <laughs> poor, poor guy, he's fine. He's fine. But wow. um, yeah, I totaled my car, my beautiful Infinity, 106,000 miles on it, the one that had traveled all over the Southwest with me. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard back from the collision people yet, but I'm pretty sure that it's a total loss. And I wasn't hurt. The airbags went off, everything.
1: I'm so glad you weren't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's great.
0: Not a stiff neck. As a matter of fact, my, my right leg feels better. <laughs> you, know how they, you know how they have that in the movies sometimes where the guy can't remember everything and then he falls down and he hits his head and suddenly he feels better, remembers everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually jogged across this. I haven't been running for for months or years because of my knee. And then uh, yesterday I had to scurry across the street. And I was able to like jog across the street and didn't bother me so much.
1: Wow. Well, we're all glad But that was you're a weird okay. thing because
0: I've been driving for what have I been driving for? 40, 48 years. Yeah, 48 years I've been driving. Never had a, an accident.
1: Never. That was
0: caused by, by me. Yeah. 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 I've been hit before, but, but never an accident. So it's a real wake up call for me because. Yeah. I am distracted in the car, and I think we all are. We're all probably doing too much. We're, we're reading texts, we're, He's I okay. mean, there are some people that um, have these responses when you text them, I'm driving and I'll respond afterwards, and I think I got to figure out how to do that. But it wasn't a text. I wasn't texting anybody. I wasn't responding to a text. I wasn't talking on the phone. I didn't have a stroke, <laughs> you know, oh, or seizure or anything. God. I have no idea. How it happened, my, my hand was on the steering wheel, and I must have, I looked this way, I must have gone, done this sort of thing with my hand, which is so easy to do. If you look right, you're gonna turn right. If you look left, you're gonna turn left. But, geez, it's the widest street in Los Angeles. You could fit probably six cars wide in, on Beverly Drive. Mm-hmm. Not Beverly Boulevard, Beverly Drive. Anyway, weird. But I'll tell you, if you're ever in an accident or ever need the police to be responsive, do it in Beverly Hills, okay, because I called 911 and seven, white, white seven police officers were there within two to three minutes, mm-hmm. okay, and they were really nice, Good. didn't make me walk a line or touch my nose or any of that sort of stuff, they just took the history, they made a re- police report, they gave me the number, they checked out the guy, he was fine, he was a day laborer and he was fine, and um, and then I had to wait for AAA.
1: Wow. Right. they
0: wanted to tow my car to impound and i said no i'll get it myself yeah because so they just pushed it it was sort of off the side but they just pushed it over but it's just the weirdest thing right you know i don't understand even to this moment how how i did that
1: yeah it just happens so fast right i mean
0: sometimes you drive down streets where you can only one car can fit through and the other cars have to wait until you pass so they can pull in and go down the street this street if you've ever driven on beverly drive is so wide I don't even know how I got even close to the park cars.
1: Yeah. You just went unconscious for like, not literally, but you know, what I'm saying?
0: Who knows? Maybe. You know, the
1: only accident that I ever had, the one where my car, my new car flipped over. Do you remember that with the kids in the car? Yes. The white one. Yeah. Um, It was a new car and my daughter Sky had said, (laughs) (laughs) my daughter Sky had, had wanted me to change the radio station and I wasn't that familiar with how It worked and I was changing it and went through a red light. Oh,
0: you got T boned, mm-hmm. yeah, that's different, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, that was. And you all survived yeah. that, too. Yeah. Oh, we
1: were, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. What
0: kind of car were you driving? We did in? all survive that. What kind of car? Uh, a VWT one,
1: Looked like the one you have oh, right now, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. My, my, my daughter's car, thank god I have my daughter's car that that uh, best daughter didn't buy because then I wouldn't have a car to drive. Well, I would have the so Audi, true. but. But yeah, and I was driving an um, uh, Infiniti QX60 and nothing happened to me. I'm mean, in a safe, solid car. So glad. so glad I wasn't driving like my Mini Cooper or something like that. Um, so explain to me what Mercury in retrograde means.
1: I'm mm, not the right person. And
0: you're not ill. You don't know that stuff? I thought you would know that stuff.
1: I mean, I'll tell you what it does, but I can't tell you exactly. It's having to do with like how the planets are aligned and at a certain time. It happens or three or four times a year. But you're not supposed to make agreements and <laughs> like contracts anything like that communication is really wacky during this time and then also electronics because everybody said
0: everybody back. says that well, i that, hope
1: you can hear me let us know if yeah, you can yeah because maybe me. that's
0: what happened to our microphone last time I, i'm not sure
1: the sound was really bad last time so let us let me know
0: but it's so how long is it supposed to last mercury
1: retrograde um th- this time it was three weeks three
0: weeks yeah so okay. we're kind
1: of right in the middle of it
0: oh boy Okay. oh boy! okay so today i did something else boneheaded um <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the halloween stores and then i want to do i want to spend the last 20 20 25 minutes on um wearing masks and pregnancy i've got some really good information on that oh and i have to tell people that i'm going to be on uh this morning at 11 uh, at 12 o'clock i think i'm going to be on with del big tree if you know who del big tree is
1: tell them who del big tree is
0: uh, Del Bridgpre is a filmmaker, and um, he's got his own.
1: Vaxxed. Co-
0: he did Vaxxed, and he's mm-hmm. done some other things, and he's big on vaccines. Uh, we're going to be talking about masks and he's pregnancy. Big
1: on choice for vaccines. Correct. Right.
0: Right. And, uh, he's called an anti-vaxxer by those people I would that don't like anti-vaxxers. I, I think it's terms. horrible. Yeah. yeah, because he's not. And either is my friend Jennifer Margulis or uh, Paul Thomas there, who wrote the uh, baby uh, baby-friendly vaccine. Or, Vaccine Friendly Plan is the name of the book. Yeah, Vaccine Friendly Plan. Uh, anyway, it's at eleven a.m. Oh, it'll be. It'll, uh, we're recording it today because tomorrow I work. But the show is going to be live uh, on thehighwire.com. It's all one word, and um, it'll be Thursday morning, eleven a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, and don't forget Saturday night this week we uh, our clocks fall back. Fall back. Bring forward. forward
1: back. Yeah. And we'll you fall could, forward. You
0: could fall forward.
1: But, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but we're not falling forward. We're falling back. Okay. So um, so watch that on the Highwire. And uh, you can catch that also on, she, she says, you go out there on Roku and Facebook and mm-hmm. BitChute, whatever BitChute is. So, um, and she says that it's going to be live, but it'll be recorded and it lives on Facebook for eternity.
1: <laughs> Unless they decide no. Uh, Stacy. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Amber, thank you so much. It's not on um, Instagram that they're having a hard time hearing me. It's on Facebook, which becomes our podcast. That's how we're doing it during the... Uh, and right
0: now they're having a hard time
1: hearing safe me? Safe at home. No, Stacy said... Uh, sorry. Oh. Amber said she could hear me on Instagram, which is great. Stacy said, I'm 13 weeks and the masks makes me so dizzy. I'm in Quebec, so it's mandatory. What?
0: I have I have some good stuff for you, Stay Stacey. Stay with us,
1: Stacey, for the end of the podcast. Dr. Fishman's uh, going to talk about it. Becky
0: says they can hear us fine.
1: Me too, Becky. You can hear me because it's it's due. What's going on? Okay, great.
0: I'm trying to get this thing to go down so I can see what else. We can hear you, hear you, hear you. Turn up. Thanks. Yes, you're good if I turn up the sound. Okay, we'll turn up the sound, or we'll talk louder.
1: <laughs> no, you're loud enough. It's me when I start to tell stories. Yeah, not so loud. Okay, so. Tell oh, Becky. Us yeah, now. I'm going
0: to be on with Dell. Um, Dell Big Tree. You guys know who that is? Debbie. Yeah. Can I post the info? Well, let me just say it again. Yes, I will. I will post the info when I uh, on the when Facebook. When we're done, yeah. When all we're that done. Stuff.
1: Okay. When we're done with
0: the life. So I. Uh, so this morning I went to vote. Okay. Problem is that the place I went to vote at doesn't open till October thirtieth. <laughs>
1: so there is early voting, but that wasn't. Yes. Uh-huh. So
0: then there was a place and another place that I could go to that's open now. So I was about to head there because the guy in the parking lot told me that you could go to this other place, and I said, "Oh, I'll go over there now." And this was about eight fifteen this morning, mm-hmm. and, he, and he says, "But it doesn't open until 10.
1: <laughs> so it's yeah. like I am like, Ehh. "I'm going to mail mine in."
0: I'm afraid to mail. Mine. Well, I'm not afraid to mail mine in. I just want to see mine go into the machine. I understand.
1: My my friend did it, and then they they sent her a thing back that said,
0: "You know," and I and I didn't vote for anybody. Uh, the school boards and all this. I don't know who these people are. Yeah, I'm not voting for anybody. That I have a I
1: pile ju- of stuff. To I look just out. voted on the
0: propositions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I voted on I think district attorney and president
1: we don't talk about politics here though
0: occasionally (laughs) no I'm talking about voting though everybody (laughs) should vote
1: everybody should vote absolutely 100%
0: oh um, Natalie I don't think we're gonna get to that today because today's the Halloween episode but I do have it in my pile so we'll get to your question next week
1: oh Natalie Right. Come I back. Know, Join us next it's week. It's been a few
0: weeks since she sent me this email, oh, but shoot,
1: but now Sorry. she'll have to
0: come back next week. Okay, Sorry. so I, 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 that was out of that was I voted, I went to vote, and I didn't even look at the times.
1: Ooh. What's the matter with me?
0: All right, you're um, you're pretty, yeah. cute. You're so pretty
1: th- cute this morning. So
0: again, then, tonight. so then, uh, Ilka B, Does anybody know who Ilka B is?
1: I don't. Okay, she's putting together.
0: Good. She's putting together a nationwide. Um, registry of, of home birth providers. Okay? Oh
1: cool, Right. awesome. So
0: twice I've gone on to fill out the form and I fill out the entire form and I, I, I take my bio and I cut and paste it in there and then I take pictures that I want to be in my bio and then it says save and upload and I hit the save and upload button and the little wheel goes round and round and round, and round, and round. 10 minutes later it's still going round and round and, round and round and it doesn't upload. So that's mercury and retrograde then, right? Electronics mm-hmm, stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm having that problem with my Bitcoin app.
0: Oh, you have a Bitcoin app? Are you are you investing in Bitcoin?
1: My brother bought me some for my birthday, and he insists that I should be investing a little bit all the time. Yep. And I can't get it connected to my bank account. It's been doing that forever, and I even sent them a message. And so I got to keep working on it. Yeah, board, there's a lot of I, there's
0: a lot of this. <laughs> and sometimes it's counterclockwise though. <laughs> Well, that's actually clockwise to you guys. That's clockwise to them, and this is counterclockwise. But but. hey,
1: I got hit on last night.
0: Nice. (laughs) Is this is this Is this like for the Halloween special? Was it a scary (laughs) thing?
1: No, but it was nice to get hit on by a human being and not being like online, and someone just comes up to you and he asked me if, if I would marry him, and I was like, "You don't know me." Anyways, it was very funny. Where was it? It was, it was at Perch, this restaurant I told you we went oh. to, in downtown LA.
0: So somebody just walked up to your table?
1: Yeah, while well, we were leaving. Yeah, and asked me to marry him. And I said, you don't know me, I could be crazy. He's like, I'm from New York, I can feel energy. And it was very funny, but he didn't get me Nice. And then I told the boys this morning about the story, and then they go, you want to go out, mom, and this is what you have to do. You have to take somebody's number. This is how you meet oh, you people. Oh,
0: you, you didn't give him your number?
1: No. no. Some stranger off the street? Yeah. yeah. But I guess that is, they're right. That's how you, well, you do it.
0: Yeah, you could have given him a wrong number.
1: I could have. I wanted him to give me his Instagram handle, but there was too much going on. We were oh, leaving. so,
0: you, we were so you, were, you were
1: interested? Not enough to give him my number.
0: No. <laughs> enough to check him out though. Anyways. See if he's got some bathing suit pictures
1: on the Instagram. No, that's not my speed. Anyways, it was very fun to have an actual human being say something. Live and in person, and not on some screen. Okay, so tell us your horror. Well, stories.
0: just some, some horror stories. All right, so so we talked about child protective services and, and stuff like that before, and this story is that that that's with one of my clients is still ongoing.
1: The twins. No, no. No. Okay. No,
0: no, no. This was somebody who got transferred in labor, and they ended up doing a, a test without consent on the cord blood and came back positive for something but the test on the baby's urine and the mother's urine was negative and they made a big stink about it, um, they showed up at their house and blah blah blah, well she's now like six, seven, eight weeks, it was September 8th what's now, so she's like six to seven weeks postpartum and they showed up at their their house the other day with a court order uh, taking the baby away from them.
1: Are you kidding me? Right. What did they test for?
0: Well, that's not important. Oh, okay. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail. I'm just saying that, that this is, this is your protective agencies. If they think that this couple, when they tested her immediately, had they tested the cord blood immediately and found something and it took them six to seven weeks, why, why if they thought the baby was in trouble, would they wait six to seven weeks to come and get the baby? Well, that's one thing. The other thing is possibly is because the couple is challenging everything that's going on. So part of me wonders, is this a nightmare to them because they didn't just acquiesce and say, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, that sort of thing right off the bat. And because they have a lawyer and they're trying to get information, the hospital's circled its wagons and they're not releasing the lab tests. And... I did talk to the physician who took care of them just while I was in South Carolina. He called me because I put in a call to him after I heard this thing about them taking the baby away.
1: They actually took the baby.
0: They actually made an arrangement for um, one of the grandparents to take the baby in the house, but the couple had to leave their own house and move out. Okay.
1: That is unbelievable. So I
0: did, I did a couple of things. After... I, I, I asked the physician, why do you think they checked the cord blood? Do they do it on everybody? And he says, no, they do it on people who come in who haven't had prenatal care with one of the staff physicians because even though they don't, they don't differentiate between somebody like this person who had great prenatal care versus somebody who was supposed to go to a different hospital but chose to go there because they thought, you know, they, they're avoiding getting they're avoiding getting tested or they whatever at the other hospital they thought they'll just go to a different hospital so they said they came in with no prenatal records that didn't ha- they didn't have a doctor that they test everybody like that so I did a little research on that and basically what I found was an Alabama case and uh, some other states where testing without consent is not legal no matter where you do it okay there are states doing it and they did a survey uh, in Alabama of their 49 hospitals they surveyed and asked them what their testing policies were. 42 of the hospitals refused to answer the question. Interesting. So this is like the state of California taking your DNA, baby's DNA from the from the newborn screen and not telling you that they're doing it. I mean, it's, it's on the Internet. You can find that they're doing it, but I didn't see any big announcement. Ooh. Is that a black cat?
1: No, it's Jax. No,
0: it's only Jax.
1: It's only. He's going to
0: photobomb us probably no, soon. No, was not
1: to get rid of. It.
0: Okay, so so yeah, so it's 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 getting really um, scary. What the big go- what big government thinks that they can just get away with, and hospitals can just get away with, and they've got um, you know they've got a hearing coming up this week, and they're trying to make these paint these people as bad people. And I just don't, I don't understand why, all right? And if they're so worried about these people, why did they wait six to seven weeks to come get the baby? That's bureaucracy. Well, and that's, and people, oh, yeah. and people want more big government. You want government-run health care? Okay. Wait in line. All right. I mean, you, you guys are, you guys who want government socialized medicine and stuff like that. I know there's not be a lot of people that listen to me that want that, but you got to be out of your freaking mind. Okay, you just have to be out of your mind, okay? I'm sorry.
1: Are you gonna show up to the court?
0: Oh, me? No, but I've had to write a couple letters.
1: Yeah, it's horrible. Okay, well. Okay,
0: so um, I'm just reading some stuff here. What did my mom was do with me on Halloween? I was up, oh. Yep. Yep, 2020 is upside down. And Becky, that is it is awful, It's it's awful. Can you imagine? No. Your baby being taken away from you, the baby that, that you gave birth to, the baby that you've been taking care of for six weeks, even under the uh, shadow of this investigation, the idea that they're going to show up and they showed up with a sheriff and a, and a matron or whatever they call those people. And they were able to negotiate the fact that they'll the grandmother, rather than take the baby into foster care, at least it's with the grandmother.
1: I mean, that's, I mean, it, you know, it's one thing if what that's designed for to like, help kids that are really in terrible situations. Like if the parents really were like, they showed up and they were drug addicts or something, but for a situation like that. Well, this-
0: part of me believes that when they showed up at the house the first time that they wouldn't let them in. They said, you you know, I'm calling my lawyer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to put negative characteristics on the, the people that work in social services that think they're doing a good job. But sometimes my experience with them has been that they do feel like they have a little Napoleon complex mm-hmm. that they feel like only they have virtue and only they can protect whatever it is that they're doing. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a little side story about my experience one time getting kicked out of Angel stadium down in NI. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was with a buddy of mine. who's from Minneapolis. We went to watch the twins play the angels. So it was, I don't know, a long time ago. There were probably 15,000 people in a stadium that seats 50,000 people. So there weren't a lot of people there. It was a day game. We bought, you know, good seats. But we when we got to our seats, we found out we were in the shade. Okay. And like 10 rows in front of us was in the sun. Same price, same cost, same everything. Nobody sitting around us. So we just wandered down and we sat. Ten rows further down, mm-hmm. and we're yelling, we're, we're razzing the angels, okay? Because we're twins fans, so I don't know if that got that had anything to do with it. So, <laughs> so the the usher meanders over and says, "Can I see your tickets?" All right, show them our tickets. He says your seats are up there. I said, "Yeah, but we wanted to sit in the sun." Sorry, you have to go back up to your seats. So I'm sure that between me and Richie, we I I probably was worse. We mouth, I mouthed off, and and something like that. And so that eventually. I said but they're the same price and blah blah like. Well, if you want to if you want to sit down here you need to go back down to the box office and exchange your tickets and that would take two innings probably. Yeah. To go we're on the second deck so we have to go back down to the box office. So we uh, we locked them we went back up to our seats, okay? 3 4 minutes later, here comes the usher with two police officers. And the police officer very apologetic saying, uh, I'm sorry sir, but we have to th- Kick you out of the stadium if you want to buy another ticket come back in you're welcome to do that but we have to kick you out so they they escorted me out of the stadium
1: just because you were yeah that happened one time when because i, I, when sitting, I because i
0: was sitting because i was sitting and i got snarky with the yeah with the guy yeah. who who could have just ignored me completely and just said there's nobody around here what's the difference are the same price tickets
1: yeah you're saying it's the complex it's like the ego yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep.
0: right so now I'll just bend over and take it Especially on Halloween, on a Halloween special. <laughs> god. Oh my god. So that's that story.
1: Oh my heart hurts. My heart really hurts thinking about that family.
0: Well, we're gonna we're gonna eventually win, but it is like David and Goliath. No,
1: it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And she's breastfeeding, I assume. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She's so, she tested pump. Yeah. Oh, poor yeah. little baby. And she's tested negative.
1: Yeah, I get that. Right. Yeah.
0: She tested negative at the same time, I mean like the next day. All right. And the baby tested negative. Yeah. In the urine. Yeah.
1: No, it's horrible.
0: I don't know the I I don't know how things metabolize in, in blood or in the Wharton's jelly or whatever else. And don't even know how they can you know, again, the whole thing about how do they check that without telling the parents. And then is the question is the question the question that, that the, the physician brought up, the her, her physician said Do they consent for it when they sign those general consents when you walk in the hospital? Right. So I'm telling everybody when you go to the hospital and they hand you these papers, and even though you're in labor or something like that, before you sign anything, read them. Because you know what? You don't have to sign those papers to be taken care of. They have to take care of you whether you sign them or not. That's the law. So don't be forced into signing something that you haven't read, especially at a hospital system. Do not do that Mm. that's a good point right
1: very good point yep um but you know it's just it's the profiling right it's the discrimination against choosing choosing differently um now we're like superman
0: no it's just fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) We,
1: we forgot to get you the cape um but it's profiling. Like, what if you decided you wanted to do a free birth? What if you decided you didn't want to have prenatal care? That should be your choice. You are not. You don't have to get medical care. It means you must
0: life. be a drug addict.
1: Yeah. Anybody who chooses anything outside of the norm um, must be a drug addict or not taking care of their children or crazy or irresponsible. And we have to step in.
0: Yeah, it's the problem with bureaucracies because bureaucracies do things like we. You know God, this is the Doctor Stu's mantra, but they do things by algorithm because they don't have the the ability to individualize their right. care. Right. So they can't look at this couple and they can't say, "Wow, you've had great prenatal care with a midwife, probably better prenatal care than you would have got with any of our doctors." Yeah,
1: they're not going to say that.
0: Right. Yeah. But but because you had prenatal care with somebody who wasn't one of our doctors, we're going to. And this is my presumption. Make
1: a make a point.
0: Based on what the information exactly. I've gotten, why they checked the blood. It wasn't because of their behavior. It wasn't because there was a breach birth. It wasn't because of any of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It was because they came in from another institution and that's routinely done. Apparently there is some data that suggests that 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 those people are at higher risk of being drug abusers or something like that. But they're not, they're just talking about because a lot of those people will come in with no prenatal care and yes they're they're more likely people with' no pre, uh, people who do drugs are less likely to have prenatal care sure right
1: but you can't just profile everybody because right. of but that. she
0: can, she did not not come in with her records because all her records came with her the midwife who's our friend sent all the records with her mm-hmm. and I we had spoken to the physician ahead of time it wasn't like we just sent her in and she showed up at the yard we Called the physician, we made arrangements to transport. He called the hospital, said, This woman's coming in, blah, 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 blah. blah. And they still did it.
1: In. And, and you know, I'm going to turn that off. You know, you know, when you were saying, like, you just take it, so you just say, Yes, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, all of that. Do you know how often that happens in the hospital with my clients when their baby is in ICU, I mean, NICU, and they, they just want to get out of there? They just start doing whatever they want so that they can get out. Because if you, if you can test it, like one of my clients who had a baby in NICU, she didn't want them to have a bath. And then they kept prolonging it and prolonging it in terms of like how long the baby was in NICU. And then eventually they said, You're being irresponsible by not letting us bathe your, your kid, your baby. And she was married and they had a toddler and they were in the hotel room, the dad, and they assumed that she didn't have a husband, that she was a single mom, that she was irresponsible, that, you know, and they had the same thing. Like when they got home, somebody came to the house because she didn't bathe the baby she wouldn't let them bathe the baby she wanted to bathe the baby at home yeah. you know so anyways
0: yeah well I, would, I if people want to hear more horror stories about this sort of thing they can re- go back to last year's <laughs> last year's halloween special where we had a, a couple with the twins who were in baby jail Yeah,
1: baby
0: right. jail all right
1: okay okay all right on. next
0: right. one is a difficult one um without giving out too many specific details, how do you handle bliss? How do you handle somebody who comes in who is either angry, disappointed, or anxious about something that you have revealed to them? And I guess I have to be more specific because that's just too broad. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had a couple in my care who for the, Good of all of us are no longer in my care. It's a mutually agreed upon Wasn't thing. Wasn't a good fit. Well, it was a fine fit, but they're due soon, and I had this wedding last weekend, and then this weekend I'm going to Montana to teach breach delivery. Okay, and I knew about both of these things months and months ago, but both were both were canceled months and months ago, so I made a decision not to tell my clients. That there's a possibility in October that I might go away because the odds of it happening were small back in May and June, or April and May. Okay, so about six seven weeks ago, I found out that both of these things were going on. Going on. So about three weeks ago, I told this client at a visit, and maybe I could have told them differently. I mean, it, maybe it came across as like a a sledgehammer to the to the forehead that. That I'm doing these sorts of things, but this is what I do. Okay, it's even in my contract that there's a you know there's a possibility I may not be at your birth or blah blah blah. And they, you know, said, well, we hired you specifically because you said you'd be at our birth, and we paid good money for. It. By the way, I did give these people a discount. <laughs> it's a lesson in life, by the way. Right, careful about giving discounts to people because they're the people that tend to turn around and. Mm-hmm. Um, Expect have expectations of you anyway. Nonetheless, that's not the point of this whole thing. The point is is that when I told them, the husband was really taken aback by that, and for the next week or two, um, it stewed and it and it sort of poisoned the well, if I can say that.
1: Yeah, you just didn't feel like it. felt like weird. Not your connection was affected.
0: Yeah, and you know, and it's the kind of thing where where at the last visit. You know, he's basically complaining and says complaining and, and and not being not even if he wants me to be at his birth, he's sort of making it almost impossible for me to be at his birth. Because by nice. the way, scolding yeah. me and, and and venting his anxiety or his anger into the room and sort of and then he kept saying things. And I know that this is a separate thing, but he kept saying things. I don't want to speak for my my spouse, and then he continued to speak for his spouse. <laughs> Okay. And she was quiet because that's her, I mean, that's the dynamic that mm-hmm. they have. And I understand that completely, but I, you know, it was, it was, it was, the, it was so awkward. And then, and the, 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 un, the social unawareness of him venting was, was, was what made it impossible. Cause, cause then if I, if I stayed and I went to the birth, you know, we, everybody would be walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. And if things didn't go well, you'd feel like, oh, my God, you know, um, you know we, we have this, this thing. Is, I, so this was just, it was just, again, this was, whether this is Mercury in retrograde or whether this was just something, there's just a, it was just an, a very, very uncomfortable situation to be in, to have to stack, I mean, to, to tell, the likelihood, by the way, the likelihood that this woman will deliver those three days that I'm in Montana is really small, mm-hmm. okay, But the anxiety that's causing him and and probably her, she didn't speak up much, but probably both of them, obviously, was a lot. And I feel bad about that. But also, I have an obligation to the 20 people that signed up for the Breach teaching class. And this is sort of what my real goal in life is, Mm -hmm. is to uh, keep the skills of Breach alive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was was a very, very awkward...
1: So you... you so they
0: decided that they they i said that i wouldn't go to montana and then i would call montana and blah 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 and they said well you know after i did all that then they said well we're going to go home and think about it so then i flew off to south carolina and i was thinking about it while i was in south carolina and i was thinking even if they said they still want me to come i'm going to tell them i'm not coming
1: because it just I'm, going give them the money back. I'm going to give them the
0: money back i'm not going to i'm not going yeah. to come and i'm going to let the other the midwife and uh there's a new doctor in town dr flores who had met them and I'm going to let them, if they want a doctor at their birth, they can have Dr. Flores. And so, but they sent me an email back saying that we decided to go with the midwife and Dr. Flores. And, and, you know, it's like I was, I was, I said, I sent them back a message saying that this is this is the right decision because it's a great decision. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Did you have a question or you just wanted to share?
0: No, there's no question. I just okay. wanted to, well, sort of, I want to know, <laughs> you know, I mean, that does the midwife tells me that she always tells patients when she might be going away. I do too. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The problem was, is that this was a weird circumstance because should I have told them in April or May that there, there might be this conference that comes back on again.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I do.
0: But see, then I feel like I'm planting seeds of worry and especially because I could feel, I obviously felt there was something about these people. They they they're real dependent on mm-hmm. me and I mm-hmm. admire that. I mean, you know, I honor that, but why am I freaking someone out? Because I know that this will bother them for all this time. And then if it didn't happen, then I would have made them worry for four months for no reason.
1: I guess because then Five they'd months. have a choice. They'd have the choice. Then they would know, and they well, would have said, "Maybe we don't want to hire you."
0: Yeah, but I made it very clear to them early on too that they didn't need me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, this is this is not somebody who needs me. This is a second. It's a mom having her second bed, head down baby. Right, 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 right,
1: right. Well, that sounds really uncomfortable.
0: But, it was yeah. it was uncomfortable. Yeah. It was and, and I felt and I and I feel for them and I hope they have a great birth. Um but it, they you know there was just at that point it was just very difficult to salvage the relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had someone like that recently not not the exact same situation but um they are going to see another midwife um, so that they can use their medical insurance for certain things and i've kind of done this with this midwife before who's got a birth center and um they went in and had a visit with the midwife and the way that she was interacting with them and how she like um talked to them about the tests and stuff gave them doubt about our connection she's like when we actually ended up talking about it i'm like if you don't you don't feel confident about my skills and you want to go with another midwife, you absolutely should do that because we have to have trust, you know. She's like, it's not about your skills, we totally trust your skills. It's that we just are worried like there's a connection thing. And I'm like, we're gonna get there. You're gonna see me every week. Yep. You're gonna see me every two weeks, you're gonna see me every week, you're gonna do your childbirth education class with me. You know, we're gonna have time, so don't worry about it. But it did take a little bit of it was a little clunky for a few visits you know until we kind of got through that but yeah it's i know what you're talking about if you don't feel safe and and you don't feel like there's trust and you don't feel like um yeah if something yeah i mean i i i I,
0: I, I, there's a lesson for me in this yeah. and i wanted to thank the couple for that lesson and then becky you just reiterated it there's you know in the future i'm going to tell people i mean covid just you know covid just really messed it up because i really Yeah. yeah I mean, otherwise, I would always tell people what's going on. But in the future, I'll just tell them if this sort of thing – hopefully, this will end soon, this lockdown stuff, and and things will open up. But um, I think my lesson was that I was probably wrong, and I should have told them back in, you know, February or March or when they signed on that I have these two things that might go. All right. Well, the wedding I didn't know about because the wedding was actually supposed to be last spring, and then that got canceled completely, and then they rescheduled it. Mm -hmm. So – um, and I think they actually moved it from where they live to another state
1: because mm-hmm. so they, they live moved, in yeah.
0: Alabama and they moved it to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not sure if that's why, but I'm glad they did because it was really nice in South Carolina. Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. So I want
0: to spend the last 20 minutes on, uh, what I'm going to be talking about a little bit today on, um, on Dell Bigtree's uh, show tomorrow. I Hi, guess.
1: Nicole. My new client Nicole. Is so on. this is
0: this is about wearing masks in pregnancy. And it's a actually it's a very uh, interesting topic. And I got a really good article that the producer of the show sent me, who also happens to be a, a, a breech mom. Oh yeah. Right. You were there, I think. I don't know.
1: I've seen I've seen some booty first bursts. Yeah, I sure. think you're my
0: student at the time. I think you me and Beth were there, I oh. think. Um, okay. Anyway, so this is a this is a this is an article, and I'm going to read from the article. That I I occasionally I, I like to talk, but I'm going to read from the article because the guy writes like I think, so this is really good. Now I have to admit fully. <laughs> so it's really good. It's really good. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't come out right.
1: And I have to admit that obviously
0: everybody has their confirmation bias, so I think it's really good because because it's like you. Well, but he but he looks at the evidence. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm just messing.
0: So. Up. Um, So millions of pregnant women are now wearing masks. Okay, They're wearing masks during the day. I mean, during their daytime, they wear masks when they go out. They wear masks. In some hospitals now, many, many hospitals are still mandating that women, when labor, wear a mask. Okay,
1: Don't do that. So
0: the problem is that there are virtually no reliable studies which link mask wearing to postnatal outcomes. But as this author has come to understand, the lack of specific study needs not inhibit the accurate risk-benefit analysis. So let's take a look at the risk-benefit analysis of a pregnant woman wearing a mask. Okay. So if we look at this, if we look at the science uh, regarding the effects of wearing a mask on people wearing them and then compare them and connect those results to effects that have been shown to affect pregnancy outcomes when we should be, wait, that didn't come out right. If we look at the science regarding the effects of wearing a mask on the people wearing them and then compare and connect those results to effects that have been shown to affect pregnancy outcomes, then we should be able to draw reasonable conclusions.
1: Does that make sense? Reasonable conclusions. Yes. Right.
0: Okay. Because uh, they haven't
1: done studies on masks, but we have to look at like how the effects on pregnant women to be able to draw a reasonable conclusion. Yeah. In
0: okay. a risk benefit analysis, it may not prove a potential harm, but it might suggest considerable caution be applied. Yeah. So in other words, you have information because without information, you can do nothing. So uh, on March 11th of 2020, the World Health Organization, uh, said that the COVID nineteen pandemic was really not a pandemic. This was in this March. was in March. Oh, they call it a pandemic. Excuse me. Six months in, it has failed to live up to the billing, and in fact, the U.S. CDC now calls the COVID nineteen an outbreak and not a pandemic. Now, anymore. What's the
1: difference?
0: I think a pandemic is is much bigger and worldwide, and an outbreak is small. I don't really know the definition, mm-hmm. but pandemic sounds worse than outbreak. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a you get a herpes outbreak. Okay. <laughs> but
1: it is worldwide.
0: Yeah, and the, yeah. but it but it's not as devastating as they initially first thought it was going to be, despite a lot of deaths and stuff like that. It, it's turning out, you'll you'll see. Okay. Uh, Swiss, a Swiss policy research said for most people, the new coronavirus is already neutralized by antibodies on the mucous membrane or by cellular immunity T cells. In most cases, no symptoms or only mild symptoms develop. The new coronavirus is probably much more common than previously thought, and the lethality per infection is up to five times lower than previously assumed. The real lethality could thus be well below 0.1%, and hence in the range of a strong seasonal flu. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um,
1: The death rate, 0.1%, right? Less than 0.1%. okay.
0: And of course, we already know that people that it really affects are elderly people or people with comorbidities.
1: Yeah, but we've I've known people personally that have been affected. Right, but uh, but not in the, have those. But
0: in the in, yeah, but it's really rare. People die. People die, Young healthy people die from the flu too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 640 German medical doctors, 590 Belgian doctors. Talk briefly a little bit about the uh, Barrington Declaration on, on the on the last episode, I think. And other international groups of doctors are speaking out. Right, I think I posted that. No, that was an Instagram post. Yeah. On the um, I don't think you did yeah. mention it. Are, are not saying there is no infectious disease present. They are saying the threat posed is massively exaggerated. Present evidence that COVID-19 at worst is as dangerous as a strong flu season. Now, I know the media narrative is completely, it says that that's debunked and it's really much worse than that, stuff like that. But again, the evidence doesn't support that. And, and if anyone still believes what's in the mainstream media, okay, I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn.
1: Is there, is there, um, the where they're getting the information for this. yeah every one of these article. things that's every
0: one of these things that's darker
1: mm-hmm. is a
0: link that okay. you could click on if you go to the article okay all right so, so we'll, I'll try to post the link to the article too okay
1: in the show notes yeah
0: okay um the United Kingdom's chief medical health officer downplayed the seriousness of COVID-19 and it affects the general population on May 11th COVID was already past its peak and uh this person says this, the great majority of people will not die from this. Most people, a significant proportion of people will not get the virus at all. Of those who do, some of them will get the virus without even knowing it. And they will, have virus, they will have the virus with no symptoms at all or asymptomatic carriage. Of those who get symptoms, the great majority, probably over 80%, will have a mild or moderate disease, not bad enough for them to even go to the doctor. An unfortunate minority will have to go to the hospital, but the majority of those will just need oxygen and then Leave the hospital. Okay, so now consider the lethality of COVID-19 as it would apply to a pregnant woman. So now with that background of it's, it is not that deadly, all right? It's certainly not that deadly to people in the age group of women having babies, babies? which is age 15 to 45, okay? Um, A Stanford professor, Johnny Unitas, one of the most acclaimed scientists in medicine says that for those under 45, the infection fatality rate is essentially zero. Now, everybody might know somebody who has that. That doesn't mean that they're, that, that statement is wrong. That statement is correct. It's essentially zero. If something is 99.99% not likely to happen, that means 1 in 10,000 people will still have it happen, but that's still essentially zero.
1: Yeah, but nothing's 100%, so it's low. No, I get it. It's no, low.
0: No, no. I mean, you could be driving down Beverly Drive and hit a mm-hmm. parked car. For no reason.
1: I know somebody. Yeah, I know know somebody
0: that happened to. How often does that happen? What are the odds of that happening? Okay. Less than probably one in 10,000.
1: Essentially zero. Essentially zero.
0: Right. But it happened to somebody we know. Shut up. Okay. Uh, Understanding what we just said, besides the car stuff, we can safely say a pregnant woman's risk of death is absent. Serious comorbidity is essentially zero. Okay. But what about a non-fatal COVID-19 infection resulting in harm to the fetus? All right. The Uh odds are against it. The biggest risk to the fetus would apparently be if the mother got a fever.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Right.
0: It's been reported that fever can result in congenital birth defects in the child. However, even here, that is not a fear that is borne out by science. First, only 30% of COVID-19 infections result in fever. Second, and most important, fever in pregnancy has not been found to result in congenital birth defects, according to a recent 2017 study with a very large cohort of pregnant women. All right. So even high fever in the first or second trimester apparently isn't the cause of babies that have congenital anomalies. Obviously, you want to bring the fever down. Mm-hmm. But um, there's, and there's links to all these things. All Studies. you have to is click on the, what do they call it when something is highlighted and you can click Hyperlink. On Hyperlink. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, what about her risk of hospitalization? Should she be infected? In her age category, it would be in the 1% to 3% range. Okay? And that's not of the whole population. That's of just those who are hospitalized. So of, if, if 1,000 women are hospitalized, ten to 10 to 30 would be in her age category. Does that make sense?
1: No, say it again.
0: If you have a thousand people hospitalized for COVID,
1: mm-hmm.
0: only 10 to 30 of those people, not percent, but 10 to 30 total,
1: mm-hmm.
0: would be in the age category of 15 to 45. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's really unlikely you're going to get hospitalized. It's 1 to 3%. Okay? But as with every COVID, the elderly take the heaviest hit, and men are more susceptible than women. So if a conservative guess for pregnant women, who after all are a small subset of all women at any given time, would be in the range of a considerably less than 1%.
1: But there's also um higher range um in the black the bipoc community
0: that's true yes that's true
1: yeah okay okay it's just not mentioned so.
0: well this is yeah i mean again they're not this isn't singling things out by race or ethnicity or any or i know but ergonomics. if you
1: if you are of that race then it's more more important to you but how high but
0: how even if it's high even if it's twice a small number as you always hear me say is it's still a small number mm-hmm. okay yeah and importantly, the benefits of wearing masks would only pertain if they do what they are claimed to do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk a little bit about. So here's the question. Does the wearing of masks prevent or reduce the chance of COVID-19 infection? Okay. Now, there are people out there. There are those people who are pro-mask who say yes. But there's a lot of evidence out there that's completely ignored and banned from social media that says no. Okay. Why are they banning that stuff from social media? Why is it banned from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram? If you post stuff about hydroxychloroquine or about masks, or why why are some scientists okay but other scientists not okay? Why do why do we follow the science of scientists we agree with but we don't follow the science of scientists we don't agree with? These are all rhetorical rhetorical questions. Okay, hey, wait. Yes, I'm gonna surprise you now. Oh. Do you
1: remember this song? No. You don't remember the song? Do you guys remember this song? It's Rockwell and Michael Jackson is his backup singer.
0: I thought you that. remember Where was this song.
1: I? I was in like the 80s, the 90s maybe.
0: By the way, when I my car smashed, I found this between the seats. It's Bliss' birthday card. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was your birthday?
1: September 12th.
0: There, there's your birthday card. Okay.
1: So anyway, oh, it made me it made me laugh because it's kind of a Halloween song, but also like when you're I, talking about. Sorry, I'm
0: not familiar with that song. Aww, Damn it!
1: Aw. but it says not. who's watching me? It made me think about like when we get when we get banned on Facebook or something. Yeah, who's well, who's watching, watching us?
0: And, and like Big Brother's watching uh, you. You know, whatever you do at the hospital with the with the baby, and uh, I mean, uh, being watched all the time. Right now, I mean, we've got people watching watching us. <laughs> Voluntarily.
1: Right. Exactly. Right.
0: But, but when I'm, when my computer's on and I'm running my house with just my wear on, I mean, there's somebody probably watching me from Facebook or Google. You're supposed to or cover your keyboard. I know. I know.
1: Unless to. you want to be watched. No, I know. Anyways, keep going. Okay.
0: Um, Hi
1: guys.
0: Two of the most, so we just said, we said, so what are the, what are the, does the wearing of mask prevent or reduce the chance of COVID? Two of the most recent studies in favor of it are, were from the Lancet. Okay. But the Lancet had some fraudulent data lately, and both their reports on face masks were based on meta-analysis of other studies, all of which were observational studies as opposed to randomized controlled trials. And everybody should know that the best science is a randomized controlled trial. Mm-hmm. Ideally double-blinded, but you can't do a double-blinded mask study because you can't tell people who are wearing a they're not wearing a mask, so <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> the conclusions of both Lancet papers, one and two, were that the benefits were slight, and that the certainty of evidence was low. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and this quote from the Lancet's most recent study is very telling. Face coverings and masks might protect both healthcare workers and the general public against infection with COVID-19. And protective eye covering may also uh, provide additional benefit, although the certainty of the evidence is low for both forms of protection. Okay, so here they use the words face coverings might and eye coverings may. Which isn't very certain. Right. Might and May are in not are not uh, science. They don't they don't instill confidence in you. Right. Right? Okay? In medical studies, saying this certainty of evidence is low is tantamount to saying it's untrustworthy. So if they if they're saying that the the certainty of evidence is low, yet this is the kind of things that are relied upon by those people that want you to wear a mask. And I gotta keep moving because we're running out of time. Now there are abundant studies of uh of mask efficacy, including well, let's see. Wait a second. Let's skip that one. The most recent uh, was a Hong Kong study uh, where they did randomized controlled trial in um, and uh, was published by the United States CDC. In a pooled analysis, we found no significant reduction in influenza transmission with the use of face masks. Okay. Um, what of the argument about being a good person and wearing a mask to protect others, so-called source control? If a pregnant woman becomes infected with COVID-19, she can do as people have always done and stay home until she's better. Otherwise, as a healthy person, she will infect no one. Even if she's asymptomatic, there's no real risk of infecting others, uh, says the WHO, which states that asymptomatic transmission is rare.
1: This is is comparing COVID to the flu, right? This
0: is comparing viruses in general with masks. Okay. Okay. Her statement first went viral that that uh, that there's very little risk, and then was overwhelmed by the pushback led by Dr. Anthony Fauci and others who appeared to be threatened by her statement. The evidence since then seems to validate what she said. Okay, I'm kind of, I'm skipping down now. Um, even in the operating room, there are significant studies showing that masks are ineffective for preventing infection. Okay, now that sounds like heresy, doesn't it? Oh, not heresy. Oh, it means like. Uh, uh, of, of anti God.
1: Yeah. Oh, like how could you yeah. say yeah. anti doctrine yeah. in the in operating room? Operating room yeah.
0: Masks okay. may be more medical lore than actual science. Okay. So I don't know, is this another example of the long habit of not thinking something wrong gives it the superficial appearance of being right? Mm. Is mm-hmm. that we wear masks in the operating room because we're told we should wear masks, but do they actually do any good? And there's some studies out there that say not. No, I'm not suggesting we don't wear masks in the operating room. You know, you don't want to get sprayed in the face with blood and you don't want to cough into the patient's womb. But do masks protect against viral particles in the, the kind of the paper masks that they wear in the, in the. No, they don't. Of course not.
1: Because they can go through. Yeah, they threw yeah.
0: through and around. I mean, they, if yeah. air can get in, but virus can get in. Mm-hmm. OK. My own view of the controversy. This is the author's view around mask efficacy is that with governments are now widely demanding compliance with mandatory mask wearing, even in the home, especially in California. Now you're supposed to wear masks at Thanksgiving. Okay, saying is based on the science, the science is quote unquote, but many scientists who most often depend on government licensing, funding and cooperation will do a study that does not actually support mask wearing, but then weekly conclude that quote, masks should work even minimally. So yes, go ahead and wear them, unquote. So when your research is funded by an agency like the government who wants you to come out with the support of mask wearing, it doesn't do you any good in the future to say you, mask wearing is stupid because then you'll lose your funding for future research
1: mm.
0: all right it's very yeah. scary what the way research i mean this is true in, in my It influences in, things it influences everything yeah all right
1: yeah okay follow the money
0: um okay but why not wear it anyway all right yeah supposing it helps even a little or it quote it won't hurt
1: or it can help other people right That's the but point. how
0: sure are we are of that last statement that it won't hurt so let's look at that As it turns out, there's considerable direct and some indirect evidence of the harm of that mask wearing may and probably does due to anyone wearing them. Um, Masks pose a direct threat to the health of the mother and an indirect threat to the unborn child. That's a pretty risky, I mean, big statement. The most serious threat to both is probably the oxygen depletion caused by having your mouth and nose covered. In addition, you will breathe in more carbon dioxide. These effects have many variables, such as general health, age, how long masks are worn, and what if any activity is being undertaken. All right. Imagine you know, jogging or being in labor, wearing a mask, rebreathing your own carbon dioxide. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I skipped a lot, and then because of for time, if blood oxygen saturation is lowered by wearing a mask, and there are studies that show that,
1: I've seen conflicting things about. But that. yeah,
0: I'm yeah. just saying that there are yeah. studies that show that there are. I mean, there's always yeah. going to be conflicting things. Yeah. Then we ask, what harm could could that do to a woman? For most healthy young people, the harm is probably mild, such as a headache that goes away after full breathing is restored. But if the mother's oxygen saturation is lower, then so is that of the fetus. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I skipped uh, for time. Some of the evidence is indirect, but nonetheless pertinent. example, studies have shown that babies born at high altitudes to mothers for whom it is not their natural environment have a higher incidence of low birth weight, birth defects, and higher risk of congenital disease. This is presumed to be a result of less oxygen at higher levels. People native to high altitudes appear to have evolutionarily adjusted to these effects. Mm-hmm. An additional risk of masks depleting oxygen and increasing carbon dioxide is in the blood is that both of these effects compromise the immune system's function. A pregnant woman's immune system works to protect her and her unborn child. Uh, another concern is bacterial and viral infections from microbial buildup on the inner surfaces of your mask. Yes. Okay. After a short period of uh, wearing a face mask, the inside of the mask gets moist and warm. Yes. The perfect medium for growing microbes, all right? What about cloth masks, which are widely used, like here's my LA Kings cloth mask. Okay, Um, available evidence shows that cloth masks may even increase the risk of infection due to moisture, liquid diffusion, and retention of the virus. Penetration of particles through cloth is reported to be high Altogether, common fabric cloth masks are not considered protective against respiratory viruses and the use should be should not be encouraged. Right. Even cute designer masks, people. All right? You know, they're not designed to protect against viral particles. Plus, you you know, if you wear them all day long and then you're not washing them and then you leave them overnight and you put them on again in the morning, stuff like that, you've got they're, they're loaded with bacteria. You're
1: supposed to sun them.
0: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. does everybody do that? I do. Well, if you work all day, uh, you don't have any sun.
1: And Not the, everybody has And the sun. clock's
0: falling back yeah. this week, so we're going to have less sun. Yeah. Okay, so then, just to conclude, because we're running really out of time, I think you're probably done. No, you're still going. I'm
1: you're- about to be done. Okay. Thanks for joining us, you guys.
0: As, as serious as the potential physiologic health effects are, are there, is another di- there is another dimension that is important to consider, and that is the emotional well-being and mental health. Of the expectant mother. And this one is one of my key things that I talk about all the time. Most prospective mothers, we even talked about it earlier about the, the fear and telling somebody something and that makes them anxious. Mm-hmm. Most prospective mothers probably aim for a holistic, healthy state of mind and body. A cheerful, relaxed disposition helps bathe the baby with natural hormonal health promoting chemicals. We know that. Masks create the opposite. They are arguably the chief symbol of the pandemic, with connotations of infection and dying. In short, they are a symbol of fear. Wearing one says, I fear infection more than I like the discomfort and inconvenience of wearing this appliance on my face. Not everybody thinks it's a dis- uh, inconvenience or discomfort, but we've already so- talked about the fact that it may be physiologically harmful. You may not even constantly be aware of this fear or general sense of anxiety. Fear is a mechanism. My yellow highlighter ran out, so I changed the blue <laughs> Fear is a mechanism for lowering your body's natural immunity. Fear and stress tell the body to spend its resources elsewhere than the immune system until the danger is gone. But the mask mandates appear to be in place for an indefinite time that might be a long while. When people live in constant fear, whether from physical danger in their environment or threats they perceive, they can become incapacitated. As Heather McDonald, who I've quoted before on the show, says, wearing masks outdoors is like a walking billboard for institutionalized fear. All right. The surgical mask communicates risk. Imagine just how much more risk and thus fear is communicated by mass worldwide mandatory mask wearing. Lastly, it is illuminating to consider an example of what the mainstream is uh, is telling pregnant women about their effect. The masks. Google is mask wearing safe. And you'll get if you Google is mask wearing safe, you'll get hundreds of answers saying they are. At babygaga.com, a site directed at expectant parents gives their advice on masks. How Safe Are Masks During Pregnancy, Here's What Experts Say. Right, One would expect from the title that there would be a comprehensive list of citations and evidence from diverse experts. Mm-hmm. But no, all their evidence is based on one study, and this study compared, to 16, compared 16 pregnant women with 16 not pregnant women, all healthy young non-smokers, it consisted of one hour of sitting, standing, and mild exercise. They concluded that there was no significant difference in the health effects in the two groups.
1: It's a very small study and not a long enough time. It would be like
0: concluding that tobacco is safe based on 32 young women, each smoking one cigarette over one hour. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: I did get a question. Okay. Hang on. Okay.
0: Almost done. Both pregnant women, both pregnant and non-pregnant women wearing the respirator mask had a mild but significant increase in heart rate or, or diastolic blood pressure. So there was one... Thing that 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 did happen it is clear from the evidence that there's no real medical benefit for wearing the mask there are risks that might not befall every pregnant woman wearing a mask but would she want to live with the uncertainty that sometimes in the future her child might suffer from a choice she made if mask wearing is unhealthy for unborn children and the mother it and the mother it is for the most of the same reasons unhealthy for all of us especially children it is distressing to see jurisdictions all over the world mandating wearing masks in schools. so that's not actually true there's no mask wearing in schools in Sweden and some other countries aren't making the kids wear a mask. United States is yeah. crazy. Active development as guided by our DNA from birth through adolescence is mostly completed by age 19. But during this period, humans continue the process of gene expression that began in the womb. So there are always doubt. I you know, I talk about this, you know, there's ripples and downstream consequences when you do something. Right now we're thinking, oh, let's just wear a mask. It's fine. We'll wear a mask for seven months and it won't mean anything. But what will happen? To baby's facial recognition? What will happen to kids who don't get, you know, don't see faces? What happens to the social welfare? What happens to their neural mapping that's going on and their development that's still developing at ages three, four, five, six, all the way up until age 19 when they're isolated, when they're wearing a mask, when they have this fear-based thing drenched in it? These do not consider because we have, oh, oh, we have to save lives. All right. But are and, we saving lives? And
1: social anxiety in general is going way, way up. People are nervous and afraid and don't know how to interact with each other because of this time. Oh, of yeah. Heart.
0: Socially, do you hug people? Do you like, oh, yeah, bump very, out to you? Environmental natural. factors such as light and oxygen have been proven to have an impact on this process, and that includes oxygen depletion. Okay, well, we're, you know, our faces are now covered. In conclusion, in deciding to wear a mask or not, especially if you're pregnant, I would say go with the weight of evidence. First, will the mask work to protect you from viral infection? You would have to rate the protection of masks as low certainty. Second, is there a risk to an expectant mother or unborn child from wearing a mask? Here we have a high certainty that there is. Studies that say they are safe, by and large, rate their certainty as low. There is a risk, that, and that risk, because it entails a long-term developmental danger to the child of birth defects or congenital disease, is not worth taking. Let's finally ask a question that needs to be addressed because it is likely reason many people wear the mask. Fear of social isolation or condemnation for not wearing one. That is not an insignificant concern.
1: Right.
0: Things like, I was yelled at in a store for not wearing a mask. I was kicked out of a lineup for breakfast at a hotel because I was maskless. I have a medical exemption, but you are going to stand in front of a group of people hating on you and explain your medical reason. You have to tell them your whole medical history of why you're not wearing a mask. Not likely to happen.
1: Right.
0: It's hard, but for a pregnant woman, it's perhaps just the first time in her life, she'll have to advocate for herself and her child and take a stand, that's truly worth it. Take off the mask, take a deep breath, and share it with your unborn child. <laughs> so, that's uh, my take, okay? Yes. Anyway.
1: Thank you for sharing. So, yeah,
0: so again, since we're this is our Halloween show and fear is something that, uh, uh, oops, over there. <laughs> okay, is something that's pervasive in our community. Yes. Oh. What, what happened there? There you go. There go. Um, by the way, the video stayed on the whole time. Mm. Oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just went off. Is that
0: hilarious? That is hilarious. Who's watching? Yes! Oh my God, that is funnier than funny.
1: <laughs> okay, I got to go. I got clients waiting.
0: Yeah, we got to go. But uh, so again, this has been Fireside Chat number 19, the Halloween edition. Um, I hope that we uh, enlightened you. I know that you have lots of things that you could be doing right now. If your computer's working, we're glad that you came in to, to spend time with us. I
1: hope we made you laugh a little bit today. I hope we lightened your mood just a little Except bit.
0: Except the last part.
1: No, I mean... But that's important. There was some serious stuff, but, you know, we gotta we gotta have fun, too. So, I hope you guys have a good Halloween. I hope you... You know, just celebrate life and celebrate each other in whatever way that looks like to you. Have a good laugh.
0: Get out and vote. And don't burn anything down.
1: Right. No burning.
0: So we'll see you next
1: week. Bye. Oh, bye bye